Hello everyone and welcome to our Chris Dingle special. Something a little bit different for us to do today. If you've received the text you'll know the items that you need. Uh, if not we need an orange. We need four cocktail sticks. We will need some red tape or red ribbon to go around the orange. And then my favourite part, some sweets or some fruit. And then of course we'll need a candle or a glow stick that will go into the orange as well. So at the end of this Christingle, you should have something like this. And the words that I've always wanted to say are, here's one that I prepared earlier. So at the end of it, you, your Christingle should be something like this. So we're going to follow the steps to make our Christingle. If you need to pause the video at any time, then uh, do that whenever you feel that you need to. The other thing is just to score a little cross or make a, an indent into the top of your orange so it's easier for your glow stick or your candle to go in. So the idea of the Christingle began in a place called Marienborn in Germany on the 20th of December 1747. And it was at a children's service and a bishop called Johannes de Votteville looked for a simple way to explain the happiness that had come to people through Jesus. He decided to give the children a symbol to do this and this was a lighted candle wrapped in a red ribbon. At the end of the service, whilst the children held their candles, the bishop said the prayer, Lord Jesus, kindle a flame in these children's hearts that theirs like thine become. So first of all, we're gonna take our orange. As I said, if you've got a little cross in the top uh, to score in for your glow stick or your candle. And the orange represents the world. Genesis 1 verse 1 tells us, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This whole world and everything in it was created by God for us to live in. Creation is amazing and is all around us. And everywhere we look, we see the evidence of God's creation, including us. We are created in God's image. The Bible tells us that we are. God created man to have a relationship with him, and he wants to have a relationship with each one of us. Unfortunately, God's relationship with man was broken when the first man and woman disobeyed God by doing the only thing that they were asked not to do. So you can now put your red tape around the circumference of the orange. And when you've done that, you should have something that looks like this. If you're using ribbon, then just uh, hold it in with a couple of pins. So the red ribbon represents God love wrapped around the world. God is a God of love. And in fact, the Bible tells us that God is love in 1 John 4 verse 8. Unfortunately, we've spoilt the world and spoilt our relationship with God because of the things that we've done wrong, called our sin. And I'm sure God looks down on this world and when he sees the things that are happening and the wickedness of man, then his heart is grieved. Every one of us has sinned. The Bible tells us that we have all fallen short of God's standard in Romans 3 verse 23. When the relationship between man and God was broken, God did something about it. He sent his only son Jesus to the earth. We celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ at this time of year. 
He was born as a baby to Mary and Joseph, and we know all about the Christmas story. The angels, the shepherds and the wise men. Jesus grew up into a man who led the perfect life of love and reflected everything that his Father God is. A life that we could never love. A life that we could never live. But his purpose was to restore the relationship with God and man. Jesus was killed on the cross so that we wouldn't be punished for our sins. Jesus went to the cross to pay the debt we owe to God for our sin. John 1, 12. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the, he gave the right to become children of God. The only thing that we have to do is acknowledge that we are sinners and our need for a relationship with God and that Jesus died and rose again on the cross for our sins. Salvation is a free gift from God and this time of year is all about gifts but most of them cost something. God's gifts doesn't cost anything. The red ribbon around the orange also reminds us of the blood that Jesus shed when he died on the cross. So the next thing that we add to our Christingle are some treats. So you need to take your four cocktail sticks and add your sweets or your fruit. You can see that I've been not super healthy. There's only one that's got all fruit on. So we've got our four cocktail sticks there that have our treats on, our sweets or our fruit. And these good things, these treats and these sweets, remind us are symbols of God's creation. For many people, they also represent the four seasons. And I'm sure that we can all think of symbols of God's creation. Because God is loving and kind, he filled the earth with good things. God has shared his creation with all of us. He wants us to follow his example and share with others, to show love and kindness to those around us. This time of year gives a great opportunity to show love and kindness, but it shouldn't be just a once a year opportunity. We should be following the example of Jesus who showed love to everyone he met. When we become a Christian, we develop fruit that is evident to those around us. And this is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we can add our four cocktail sticks with our fruit and our treats into our orange that has the red ribbon around us. So just push them in. And then we can see. So the final thing that we add to our Christingle is a candle, or in this case, it's a glow stick. The lit candle symbolizes Jesus, the light of the world, who brings hope to people living in darkness. John 8 verse 12 tells us, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Here, Jesus speaks of the light of his truth, the light of his word, the light of eternal life. Those who are aware of the true light will never walk in spiritual darkness. We take a candle into a room to get rid of the darkness. Likewise, the light of Jesus Christ has to be taken into the darkness of sin that surrounds the lives of those who are not following him. That's the condition behind having his light, that we follow him. If we do not follow him, we won't be walking in his light. 
physical light is necessary, necessary for physical life. The earth would certainly change very rapidly if there were no longer any sunlight. A forest full of trees with very thick canopies of leaves high above has little plant life on the ground below. Plants will never move away from the light because they are said to be drawn to the light. In the same way, spiritual light is necessary for spiritual life. As followers of Jesus, we will never walk in darkness. When we become a follower of Jesus, we begin to reflect the light of life. Just as he came as the light of the world, he commands us to be lights too. In Matthew 5 verses 14 to 16, we see the believers depicted as the light of the world. Just as the moon has no light of its own, reflecting the light of the sun, so are believers to reflect the light of Christ, so that all can see it in us. The light is evident to others by the good deeds we do in faith and through the power of the Holy Spirit. So our Christingle is complete. We've placed the candle in the middle and there we can see it. So this Christmas time, as we think about the gifts that we may give and receive, let's think of the special gift of love given by Father God when he sent his son Jesus Christ to be born, a baby born to be saviour of the world. Many of our gifts won't last, but Jesus gives us a gift that lasts forever, a lifetime with God. Jesus is the gift that we need and the gift that changes our life. John 3 verse 16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What better gift is there to receive than the gift of eternal life? Today there's an opportunity to receive this free gift of salvation. We can make this Christmas into something that we've never experienced before, into the most amazing Christmas ever. And it's simple. We just admit that we're sinners and we ask for God's forgiveness. The Bible says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. When we believe in Jesus, we put our trust in him as our only hope of salvation. We become a child of God by receiving Christ. The Bible says, to all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And then we confess that Jesus is our Lord. And again, the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So thank you for joining with our Christingle today. I hope you've enjoyed it, doing something a little bit differently. I'm just going to finish with those words that uh, Bishop Johannes said right at the beginning. Lord Jesus, kindle a flame in these children's hearts that theirs like thine become. God bless you and have a great Christmas. Well, thank you, Michelle. That was a really good Christingle and the message that it brings is just so powerful. Uh, I'm going to share a short word this morning, but let's start with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you that we celebrate Jesus. And I pray this morning that you would speak to us, that you would open our hearts and that we would receive revelation and wisdom from you in Jesus' name. Christmas is the largest celebration worldwide. For one month of the year, billions of people change their normal routines. Lights are put on houses, trees are decorated, wreaths or ribbons are on doors, parties, although sadly 
uh, not many this year. Millions of cards are sent and presents are purchased. How amazing that the birth of one child could cause such a stir. Many things in life are connected to that one birth. Think about your birthday, for instance. It's dated from the birth of Jesus Christ. Or every time you write a date on something, a date on a letter, on a card, uh, a date on a note, it's a reminder of when Jesus was born. So why the celebration? Well, we're told in Luke's Gospel, in Luke 2 verse 10, But the angel said to them, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Jesus' birth was to bring great joy, not just for Mary and Joseph, or for the shepherds, nor even just for those who lived in those days, but for all people. However, the sad reality is that many people do not experience this joy. Christ is lost in the Christmas season. People don't have enough money to celebrate. They're on their own and lonely. They associate Christmas with painful memories and it becomes a time of sorrow and not joy. For others, the pressures of preparation takes their joy. Buying presents, preparing the house, arranging the food, wrapping the presents, posting the cards and gifts, it all becomes too much. And instead of joy, stress and exhaustion is felt. Perhaps it would be good for us to stop for a moment and take stock. To ask ourselves, what are we actually celebrating? It is not often that we celebrate someone's birthday without giving thought to the, birth the person whose birthday it actually is. Wouldn't it be terrible on your birthday if everybody got a present except you? Wouldn't it be terrible if on your birthday everybody celebrated but you weren't invited? How terrible indeed. And yet this is precisely what happens in millions of homes. Not taking stock of what we're doing is half our problem. Christmas is clearly about Jesus. Let me give you a hint. It's in the name. It's about the celebration of his arrival. It's about the joy that he brings through his sacrifice. When we know why we're celebrating, everything changes. Let me remind you about the first Christmas. Jesus was born in a stable. Not a hospital, not a mansion. Your house is probably better than a stable. Only his mum and dad were there at his birth. No aunts and uncles, no cousins or grandparents. In fact, no family at all. Perhaps this year we need to celebrate without our family being present. Well, we're in good company. Jesus' parents also did so. There were no decorations for Jesus' birthday, no bunting to be seen, no presents, and even though the three wise men did bring three gifts, they weren't toys for the baby, but they were practical gifts to help in the here and now. Perhaps we have little or no money for presents this year, or maybe our gifts are more practical in nature. It doesn't matter. It was the same for Jesus and his parents. So why should we celebrate? Why should we be joyful? Because of who Jesus is. 
Many people through the years have laid this charge at God's door. You don't know what it's like to live on earth. You don't know what it's like to be human. Well, that was about to change. You see, this baby, this infant, was the Son of God. He was God himself in human form. In the Bible, one of the names given to Jesus is Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. This is why there is great joy. God heard us and came down. God saw our suffering and did something about it. I don't have time to go into all of the detail, but this child Jesus grew up to be a man. And he saved all who believe in him from their sins. This is why Christmas is a big deal. This is why our dates are dated from his birth, because God came and he helped mankind out. So you see, this Christmas, I know it's a Covid Christmas, it doesn't matter if your house isn't decorated, it doesn't matter if there are few or no presents, it doesn't matter if there's no big feast, what matters is that Jesus came, that Jesus did suffer, that Jesus did make a way for us to be brought into a right relationship with God. And Jesus is with us now. Just as God the Father was there at Jesus' birth, so Jesus is with his believers now on earth. And especially so over this particular Christmas season. So I want to encourage you this morning. Remember whose birthday it is. Recognise Jesus, speak to him, and oh, what joy will fill your heart. Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you that we celebrate Jesus, that we celebrate his amazing arrival on earth, God with us, that you came down. And I want to pray for everybody watching this morning. I want to pray that you would know joy and peace, that you would know the strength that God gives and even though this Christmas will be different from those that we have normally known, that we celebrate the most important thing, that God came down as a man, that Jesus is now with us. And those of you who don't know Jesus, why don't you invite him into your life today? Why don't you ask him to reveal himself to you today, that you might, might know joy, it happens through repentance. It happens through saying we're sorry for all that we've done that is wrong and inviting him into our life and making him the boss of our lives. And so, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that we can celebrate this, that we can celebrate this with you, that there is great joy today because we are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God bless you. I really pray you have a great Sunday and a great Christmas. There will be a message on Christmas Day, but have a blessed day.